0: on. Thanks for joining us on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Special thanks to Better Edge. Better Edge is changing sports betting for the better. They're letting you do two things. They're letting you bet VIG free, which saves everybody more money. That's right. VIG free betting exists today at betteredge.com. But not only that, they're making it more fun. It's more of a social atmosphere. You can get your friends involved, get buddies involved, do tournaments, competitions track your record, track other people's records. It's so fun what they're doing with sports betting. It's taking something we all love and making it that much better. So check them out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, like sports better. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. And uh, that also lets them know that you heard about them right here on the Sharp Angle podcast. So check them out today. Start making more money. Start having more fun betting sports online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. How are you guys doing? How's your week so far? Has it been a good one? Have you had some winners? Are you trending up this week? Hopefully so. On today's podcast, it's time for Deep Dive Thursday. And actually, we're going to bring Inside the Industry back today. Because we'll do a deep dive on winning percentage. And we used to do these Inside the Industries on Tuesdays for Concept Tuesday, but I thought not a better time. We're doing a deep dive. We're going real in-depth with winning percentage. And for a lot of these Inside the Industry shows, we have focused on the sports books. what happens behind the counter, what happens in terms of shaping the line, who are some of the big people who, who influence the industry. We've talked about all that so far, but today... We're going to go to another side of the betting industry. And that is people who are selling or giving picks away. And you'll see this a lot on Twitter. Now you may have received text messages or maybe someone's calling you with the we're 3 and 0 with our lock of the week. Press 1 for tonight's winner or whatever, right? So you may get phone calls, text messages, and then I mean Twitter is just polluted with these guys giving picks, selling picks, things like that. So we've all seen them. We've all been around these guys who are giving picks out. But today, we're going to talk about winning percentage because I believe that winning percentage is one of the most, under, uh, most misunderstood things in sports betting because the way it works is human beings, especially Americans, we've kind of been conditioned To believe that record equals talent Uh, a good record means you're a good team a bad record means you're a bad team and it doesn't really matter what sport you're talking about if you hear team x is 10 and 3 okay we assume team x is good if you hear team y is 3 and 10 okay we assume that that team y is not very good and that's usually accurate right well, maybe in sports, because really, no, in no sport would you ever want to be 3 and 10? That's not a good thing in the world of sports. But the problem is that people selling picks or touting picks on Twitter like to bring the idea of record equals talent into the world of sports betting. Now, how many times have you seen on Twitter, we are 8 and 2 over our last 10, jump on board, we're on fire? Or have you seen, our team of sports investors is 65% over the year. The problem with all of this is that in sports betting, your record has very little impact on your success. Now, before you bite my head off and, and, and change podcasts, obviously, you'd rather be 10-0 than 0-10. That's clear. But what matters much more than your record is your bet size. If you bet 10 games, and they're all even money games and you go one in nine, and your nine losers were $10 bets, but your one winner was a $1,000 bet, you're up $910. In that example, you went one in nine, and you're up $910. Now, would you want to go to Twitter and say, hey, we're one in nine, jump on, we're hot? No, probably not. But would you rather buy picks or get picks from a better who is one in nine and up $900? Or nine and one and down nine hundred dollars. Clearly, everyone listening would rather be up the nine hundred dollars. But the question is, it doesn't look good on Twitter. Or the the problem is, it doesn't look good on Twitter. It doesn't look good for the average consumer who really doesn't understand what record means. And that's a big problem here. Is that people are being taken advantage of? That's one thing I love about this podcast. Is my listeners are smarter than the average sports better. We don't fall for the bullshit tricks that a lot of these sports books or Twitter touts or other people try and pull on us because the more sports betting becomes legal in America, there's going to be more and more people who have never done this before who are looking to win or looking to get picks from someone. And all that means is more people to take advantage of. So just be careful when you see on Twitter, someone touting a great record, because honestly, who cares what record is? As I said, would you rather be 9-1 and one and losing or 1-9 and nine and winning? So at the end of the day, who gives a shit what your record is? Record is only as important as bet size. And again, you'll see on Twitter, people give out 10-unit, 50-unit max plays that lose. And their response is to come on and tweet, Hey, so what? We're still 8-3 and three over the last week not understanding that their record doesn't impact or influence how much money they're winning or losing. So the idea of record means everything, it doesn't because your bet size is going to fluctuate. Now, you may say, well, Tyler, not me. I don't fluctuate bet size. I bet consistently every game. I only bet my units, whether that's $10, $100, or 1000 I always bet consistently. Okay, let's focus on you guys for a moment. Those who do bet minus 110 every game or try and keep every bet in the same corridor. What if you do bet only minus 110 sports? Then record does matter, right? Well, technically, if you only bet minus 110 games, and the idea of that actually happening is very unrealistic, but let's pretend that's happening. And there's someone out there who only bets minus 110. Well, in this scenario, record would matter because there's no fluctuation in bet size. But let's follow this down the path and look at win percentage on a different note. If you bet all minus 110 and record does matter, I want all you listening to to answer this. Would all of you rather be in your sports betting winning 65% of your games or winning 55% of your games? I'm sure most of you, if not everyone listening, said 65%. Why would we not want to win more and have a higher winning percentage? When in reality, that's the wrong answer. You would rather, if you're only betting minus 110 sports, you would rather go 55% than 65%. And here's why. The theory goes like this. If you can identify 65% bets you certainly should be able to identify 60% bets and 55% bets. And what that means is when I say a 55% bet, that's a bet that we are projecting will win 55% of the time. And if the market is charging minus 110, the break even percentage for minus 110 is about 52.4%. So if something's going to happen 55% of the time, and they're charging us like it's going to happen 52.5% of the time, that's a good bet. It's a value bet. We want to make that play. Okay. So when you have a 55% bet, you're projecting that bet will win 55, 55% of the time, and your edge against the house is about 2.5%. So that's what, that's what the win percentage means. If you project a 65% game, that means that bet will win 65% of the time. But the issue is when you're betting minus 110, 65% winners are extraordinarily rare, much more rare than 55% winners. So when you're going through looking for bets, you will find hundreds more 55% games than there are 65% games out there. So yes, at the end of the day, your overall record may be worse and will be worse, but you will make so much more money because of your volume. Let's use an example. And just before the example, I bet there are 10, 55% bets for every 65% bets out there in the market. So on that kind of scale of 10 to one, which is probably conservative, but still, let's use an example where we're making $100 bets at minus 110. So 65%, if we're going to go 65% over 100 bets, that means after 100 games, we would be up. We would profit 2,650 bucks. That's going 65% over 100 games. But if you go 55% over 1,000 games you're up $5,500. You are more than doubling your profit. You are more than doubling your income by betting more and losing at a higher rate. But overall, you're winning much more because of the volume. So really, when it comes down to it, you don't want to be 65%. You want to be 55% because that means you're maximizing every opportunity that the market is presenting. When people say, oh, I'm 68% or when you see some Twitter guy selling pics and it's like, oh, I'm 65% over the last year, I think that's terrible. You know how much money you're leaving on the table? And they think this is a good thing, Because at the end of the day, most people selling picks, most people on Twitter, most people giving advice don't know what the hell they're talking about. This is such a complex, new, deep industry that so many people out there who don't know anything can dress up a bunch of nonsense and make it sound legitimate, make it sound good. Because again, the majority of people don't really understand what record means, what win percentage means, what it all all means at the end for sports betting. And as I started today's podcast with, I think this is more a problem with or an issue of American consumers automatically just equating record to talent. And if you see someone who's eight and two, whether it's in the NFL NBA or it's some guy on Twitter, we think, oh my God, eight and two, he doesn't lose. This is great. But what if those eight games, eight wins were for 10 bucks? And what if those two losses were for a hundred dollars or, what if all the games were bet at the exact same amount and you're betting one unit on each and you're going eight and two? You know what I'd say? If you're really eight and two, I'd say, why are you not betting more? If you can identify the winners, you're leaving a lot of money on the table because you're 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 holding back. You're stopping at eight and two. You're trying to paint a picture that you're this great sports better without telling the details about what's really going on behind the scenes. So at the end of the day, don't fall for winning percentage. Don't fall for record. What matters much more is ROI, how much you're profiting off these bets. Just be careful. And look, if, if if they are claiming to only bet minus 110 and they're giving their record, and you see someone advertising 68%, ask them, why are you not betting more? Where's all those 60% winners that are floating around out there that you're not taking advantage of? So... It's an interesting topic. It's a a complex concept, but the idea is record matters very little in the world of sports betting. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Whatever you have going on today, tonight, good luck. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.